0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top of Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, onto his left foot, oh, brilliant! Oh, it's a
0: fantastic
2: goal from Danny Ings. He's done it again. Here comes gone!
0: For so checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84. Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go.
1: Welcome back to another episode of ITN, our first of 2021 in that number 102, Kindergarten (laughs) Klop. I like this one. Uh, We've been on a break for the last few weeks, uh, but we are back to catch you up with our recent shenanigans, including our fantastic, amazing victory over defending champions Liverpool. And we'll give you a quick preview for our game next week against Leicester. All that and more. Yes! More, We have our goal and player of the month for December to go through and, you know, the usual thoughts and insights from Tim Bezantz. But first, let me welcome back from his holiday, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton. Kevin, happy new year. How are you doing, old boy? Thank you very much. Yeah. Jumbo Buena, as I should say. Yeah, Um, I am doing very well. I'm
0: very well rested. I definitely need some time off and uh, I think it was a great decision looking back go to somewhere where uh, officially coronavirus doesn't exist. So, yeah, that was nice.
1: Now that was nice. So your break was, was, was good then. You had a nice time. And what did you get out to? Oh, the weather was wonderful. So, yeah, um,
0: just hanging out on the beach. Uh, it's quite a colourful place. So uh, the where we were staying in the north of the island, so, uh, yeah, the sea's really nice. Um, so, yeah, just I, we basically just lazed around for a week. So I was, you know, so knackered after the really intense year that we've had. Um, but then the second week went out on boat trips to look at and do a bit of snorkelling, that sort of thing.
1: Uh, did, you, did you do snorkelling?
0: Yeah, snorkelling. I was confused that with um, scuba. But yeah, snorkelling is just a tube, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah you, that's the,
1: the, tube, the tube stays out the water, yeah.
0: Yeah, hopefully, yeah, with any luck.
1: But um, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. I'd
0: definitely, definitely recommend going there uh, if uh, you get the opportunity. Mm,
1: I haven't got the opportunity at the moment, but yeah, it's uh... <laughs> no, yeah. I sort of feel so sort of feel sorry for you. You're uh, cooped up down there in lockdown three. Lockdown three, yeah. Um, we'll we'll have Tim joining us in a bit when he can. But Kevin, yeah, you, you missed that cracking result against Liverpool.
0: Is, but yeah,
1: but you were. I bet. I bet you were glad to be on the beach while we were playing. Wow, some remnants of football against West Ham I suppose. And, and Fulham, you missed the Fulham game as well.
0: Yeah, it was to be expected really, I think. Um the West Ham Christmas picture is one that I've seen a, a few times over the years and to be honest it's never an, an absolute masterclass of the beautiful game is it? It's normally just uh, in and two, out, yeah. Well, yeah, two teams with uh, who are quite tired after a huge run of fixtures and it, it tends to be we're in the position in the table where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really mean a thing. They just play for a draw. Just, just fuck it off.
1: That's pretty much what happened, mate. So yeah, you know, wish I was with you.
0: I was uh, without internet practically for a, a fortnight, and I bet that was good. Yeah, yeah, it just makes you realise that uh, it's all absolute meaningless shit. And yeah, as much as I miss watching the Saints, I miss two awful games and one legendary game, I think.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's, that's a shame. Kevin, shall we get into the ITN News? Yes.
0: This is ITN In That Number News.
1: Okay, ITN News then. I'll start off with the news that Stuart Armstrong has signed a new deal keeping him here until 2024. That's a huge one, isn't it? I love this. Yep, one of the things you'd love to see. Absolutely, yep. Big one still yet to be signed. Yes, 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 yes. As you're all aware, we were supposed to be playing our third round FA Cup clash at home to Shrewsbury yesterday. However, it was cancelled due to an outbreak of coronavirus. Several players and staff members tested positive. Uh, Speedy recovery to all the players and and, and staff who, who have tested positive. Uh, the FA are going to decide their fate early next week as to whether they're allowed to stay in the competition. But I guess yeah, we just need to—they just need to get healthy and worry about football later. Um, Salicy so was a dead cert to start there, would not he? Or he at least get get some action there. It's, it's destiny never to play, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just his just just his look. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, we could be given a walkover. Am I right in understanding that if the FA decides that um, Shrewsbury are going to be um, should have played it or whatever? That will be given given a buying through to the next round.
1: Buying to the fourth round against against Pompey, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. I just said that name, didn't I? Ah. <laughs> uh, wish I was too much. Uh,
0: um, who did they beat in the third round? Who? No,
1: they're, the oh, they're, oh, they're playing uh, Bristol City in a minute. OK. I don't reckon they'll win. No, no, they won't. Yeah, I want to discuss Ralph's reaction with you um, at full time in the Liverpool game. But oh, we're going to talk about... yeah i want to talk about it now because it's news and it's news because of what fabio capello has said about it his comments in particular um about it being over the top i quote actually completely over the top so i want to discuss with you about this basically like and my stance on it is um fuck you fabio really it really is i mean i i love to see our manager with that that passion and love. For this club, it makes every single one of us proud to have him right. And what right does he have to tell Ralph how to feel and show emotion on the field? It was an heroic job done by the 11 against, uh, you know, that potent Liverpool attack for 88 plus minutes of football. I just think, like, Ralph should be able to let it out and express himself and doesn't let anyone tell you how to celebrate it. I-, I want my manager like that. And, you know, you want to, it would make you run for a wall for him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's
0: entitled to celebrate. However he wants, but it's not like it's something that he's controlling. He decided before, like, oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, c- collapse and in tears of joy at the full time whistle if we were one nil. It's just in in that moment, and he's he's quite an emotional person anyway. You know, and he was he was tearing up when the the fans came back at that Sheffield United match, and yeah, he always he always cares. He always celebrates every goal, every victory um yeah he's he's wears his heart, heart on his sleeve and, and that's great because it shows that he's 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 got the passion and he cares about the club and the fans love that and yeah all of these fucking uh, idiots who've come out to call him out over it they can all fuck Only I mean, fabio capello is a robot of a man and he's just an irrelevance nowadays anyway so um fabio you've got your free pr for for the week brilliant I'm sure your agent's going to be very happy with that. You might get an extra interview. And what's his name? Simon Tusspot fucking Jordan of TalkSport. Mouthing off again just for attention. Fuck you, Mesh. I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's such an outdated concept that men have to hold back their emotions, not allowed to cry or you know express um, any uh emotion whatsoever yeah that that seems to be the sort of stone age opinion that these people and it, that's quite i mean you know, I, I don't like it when people talk about toxic masculinity but you know that sort of macho um pressure to um, be kind of you know stone poker faced all the time it's, it's, out,
1: it's outdated
0: yeah absolutely and it, and, it, and i think it, it it sends the the wrong message because um, that, that, that pressure on, on men causes all sorts of mental health issues. I mean, uh, we've seen Fraser Forster suffering from that terribly, and he's only now back uh, playing for Southampton. Uh, so yeah, any any people who call him out for that, either they're, they're jealous, or they're being biased, or they're just well, <laughs> yeah, uh, just being cunts. But you know, I I, I I don't mind it. You mean, listen, right? So yeah, Klopp um, celebrates the win by you know by with his usual fist pumping and running down the line and everything. Um, you can react to that however you want. You can call Klopp a cunt. I mean,
1: we do that anyway.
0: Yeah, but that's just all part of football. I, I you know I, I I
1: want I want to see that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see Klopp do it, but at the same time, I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like the passion. Oh um and Ralph you know he's come off a couple a tough couple of weeks you know having having to yeah. self-isolate and, and coming off the back of two piss, disappointing disappointing results to uh for them and West Ham play against the defending champions as well but personally I love the reaction and I'm not ashamed to say it Kev I got a little choked up um when I was watching it too mm. um Tim welcome Tim <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're just talking about Ralph's reaction to the to the Liverpool full time result. How did you feel?
2: The passion and dedication there just shows how much of emotions there are going into a little bit of everything, and that's number one. He's playing the former champions, the you know recent is fairly recently the former champions of Europe, and he has a long history with him. Combine that with you know personal items where his wife had a false false positive test alongside the historical elements of him just working and playing and not getting able to beat Klopp. They know each other very well. So it's a combination of all of those efforts to say, you know, there's just a barrel of emotions that all came out. And it's – people could say there's no crying in football, there's no crying in soccer, whatever it might be. You can have emotion and show emotion. Don't ever hide the way you feel because by hiding the way you feel – People think you're, oh, you're so, uh, uh, you know, you're emotional. You're so going to be able to get run over by people. That's not the point. I'm just happy to see that he cares and that emotion that he did provide. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ecstatic for not only for the team, but just recognizing the severity and the significance of the situation. There's a couple different factors. And, you know, once you get it all done with, it's like, I, I don't know, a good way to describe it is a marathon. You see so many marathon runners who, bust their tail and run and as soon as they're done they just collapse and start crying because of the emotion of everything it was just completed and to to me i'm so happy that he can show and express that way and Mm. to me that shows that he cares about it and you know for everything that's going on right now um, i'm really happy for the team really happy for ralph for being able to get it done and it's just it's just a worthwhile of emotions, especially with uh, being Liverpool one zero.
1: It's great, yeah. I have got next
0: round draw is uh, tomorrow.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Fourth round.
0: And uh, uh, and, and? Uh,
1: just breaking news: Bristol City have just scored against those twats up the road in the FA Cup. Fucking so. get in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I'm going to put that game on instead of Crawley Town Leeds right now. (laughs) Uh, That's a
0: sorry state of affairs when that's the best match
1: that's on TV. I don't know, there's Marine against Spurs this afternoon. Oh, yeah. I want to watch that. that I was watching BBC News at 10 the other day, and um, have you seen their ground? It's incredible. It's like they've got a massive great big fence to stop the ball going and hitting the houses. Everybody in the back garden can see it. Um, mm. And on the fence, they've got like numbers. So if the ball goes over, they know what door to go and knock. That's amazing. So the ball really? goes over. Yeah, the ball goes over number nineteen. Can I have and, my ball back. Yeah, please? Jose Mourinho's <laughs> got to go round and knock on the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they must have a system of ball boys. They just uh,
2: hey, hey, those guys just, uh, those jerks just scored. By the way, no,
0: no way. Yeah, they took one back. It's one one now.
1: Um. Anyway, Kevin, uh, any more news from you?
0: Since women, their schedule's been suspended until further notice uh, because the FA has decided to halt all training and fixtures for non-elite football in England. Um, yeah, despite the, the ban on non-elite football, uh, those skate bastards are still playing today, so I don't know what's happening there. Um, <laughs> Nathan Teller, he's been shortlisted for Premier League Two Player of the Month award for December, so go out and vote for that. And uh, other than the FA Cup draw tomorrow, which would be weird, we've got there's a fourth and fifth round draw, so we're gonna have a fifth round draw, and we haven't even played the third round tie yet. But mm. That's just what's supposed to help scheduling. In this busy time fixture period thing. Um, and yeah, the other news for, for Pochettino to Paris Saint-Germain. Good luck to him.
1: Uh, goal of the month and player of the month for December, For in that number. Uh, goal of the month then, uh, six goals in the month of December. And we narrowed it down to four as usual. So you had the Vestergaard header against Brighton. Armstrong's deflected hit against Sheffield United. Uh, Redmond's low strike to see off Sheffield United uh, and Walcott's breakaway chip against his old club, Arsenal. Now, this. Yeah. uh, Armstrong's deflected got two percent. Redmond's fit of nail in the coffin against Sheffield United got 17 percent. And Vestergaard's against Brighton was 26 percent. But Walcott's nice little chip against Arsenal steals it. 55%. 55%. Mm-hmm. Can't see why. Yeah, that's a good goal. Lovely, lovely finish. Didn't think he had it in. And Player of the Month. Uh, a frustrating month that December was in some ways, with all those, well, those weak displays against Fulham and West Ham, the shutout lost to City. But we still had some outstanding individual efforts from our boys. Um, so Player of the Month was always going to be tricky this time around. Um, but we narrowed it down to four, as usual. Those four candidates were Alex McCarthy, Oriol Romeu. Yannick Vestergaard and Kyle Walker-Peters. Now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite surprised that this was a, such a runaway because Mac- McCarthy and Romeo had 4%, but Vestergaard, 19%. What? Yeah, Vestergaard, only 19%, but Kyle Walker-Peters, 73% of the votes absolutely run away with I'm- it. I thought Vestergaard deserved a little bit more than that, to be honest. But
0: Did you guys get doxxed by, by some Tottenham fans?
1: And maybe. Why well, don't Kai Walker be Yeah, I think
0: his performances might be more recent, uh, in more recent memory than, than Vestergaard's. But I mean, Vestergaard's been great throughout December. When he was there.
1: When he was there, well, yeah. Um, Guys, should we hop on the transfer roundabout?
0: Let's do it. Yes. Festive transfer roundabout. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, um, outgoings I'll start with the outgoings uh, Michael Oberfemi looked dead set to join Swansea City on loan mm. but the deal was off after he went down with a muscle injury um, and he's had surgery now so um, I think that would have been a good move for him actually I thought you know get some playing time etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, Josh Sims to Doncaster on a permanent could be done uh, although QPR have thrown their hat in the ring uh, Sims I, yeah
0: I've Heard that he's um, quite keen to join Charlie Austin on the bench there at um, Loftus Um
1: Yeah, Simpsons contract is up in the summer and um, they'll be looking for a buyer soon, you'd think. But um, apparently, he's, he, I heard he was quite happy at Doncaster, Kevin. Yeah, well, this is a,
0: a strange one, isn't it? Hmm. But I mean, yeah, QPL probably got a bigger budget
1: from them nah, than Doncaster. That's the thing, yeah. Um, Tyreek Magic Johnson uh, has joined... League One side yes. Gillingham on loan until the end of the season. Uh, that's no surprise. He was out in he was out in America, wasn't he, last year at Hartford.
0: Hartford.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan and Lindelou or Lulu uh, has attracted some attention from Spain. Uh, Raúl Betis looking the front runners. I'm not I'm not so sure about that one. I think he's, he's likely is he's, he's going to get playing time with us. I'd like to see him stay and develop under Ralph because you know he is getting those chances. And you know, especially if he wants to get rid of um, Oberfemi. Well, Oberfemi's not going to be here now because he's recovering. But yeah, I- I'm not. I'm not so sure about that one.
0: No, nah, that seems speculative at best. Mm. Um, one more. Um, Valerie to Schalke on the line.
1: I've not heard that one. Oh, and obviously Danny Ings. I keep hearing Danny Ings, but you guys are refusing to believe me.
0: I don't know. I mean, you're kind of winning me around, but I want to stay positive.
1: That, uh man city fifty million pound ka-ching. is
0: that enough? I
1: mean I'd want more but you look at his age, kev, and you think what man city could pay man city could pay that no problem right they're going to get two three years max out of a solid prolific goal scorer, and if you know if you you let him run down his contract he's going to be we're not going to get anything for him but we by get the way, I'm not saying I agree with this I like to keep him. yeah, I'd like to keep him. But I just don't. I just don't think he wants to be here anymore.
0: Yeah, I think what, what's happening now is very special. I think if Danny doesn't understand that, he's definitely missing missing something.
1: Twenty, you know, fifty million for a twenty-eight year old. Still don't think it's worth
0: it for us.
1: Oh no, I, I, I'd, I'd much rather keep him than the, than the money. He's worth, he, like you've said to me, Kevin, he is worth more to us than fifty million. Um, what about Inns? Inns, um, Brad and Williams still being linked on a weekly, daily basis, yeah. rather, it seems. Um, however, Newcastle are also interested, and the strongest candidates I heard were Everton. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen also showing their interest in him. But mm. I mean, I've mean, i heard uh, that we did offer an 18-month loan, loan deal, and it was rejected by United last month. And actually, he did get some action for Man United uh, right back in their third-round tie against Watford last night. I think Oli will, will want to keep hold of him as backup, especially as, you know, United have progressed in the cup now and they're continuing on in Europe. I think they want to keep all the people they can get. It's
0: probably sensible.
1: I think we have to say bonjour to that one. Kev. <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> um, yes. Who else? Uh, Damari Gray from Leicester. You fancy that? Why? Well, no. his, his deal's up in the summer. Um I don't know, Kev. I quite fancy a nice little six-month loan deal with an option to buy in the summer. Could be an important death player. What do you think, Tim?
2: If There's no reason we, shouldn't, we should be not considering Elian, Nusi, who, at, in my opinion, is at the same or approximate the same level as uh, Damari Gray. And that's, one, <coughs> and that's one person that we can actually have on our books, you know, rather than have to ship them off or whatever it might be, plus even if they are even given a loan fee for him up at Celtic.
1: Mm. Okay, if you're not fancying that one, then
2: not really. No, we we don't need another left. Like we have so many left wing. I mean, it's we've got Gineppo, We've I mean, we've got Redman. We've got you know, El- Elianusi, in theory. Um, you know, Josh Sims. You know, I would rather I'd rather try out one of those guys, or hell, recall Elianusi, which we're not going to do. But I I would do that considering over Damari Gray.
0: Yeah, get the youth in. Let's see. Cake, cakes on the bench against Liverpool last time round.
1: Mm, yeah. Um, Kev, I don't know if you're if you aware of this when you were away, but there's stories going around about a shock return for Graziano Pella. Um, Not the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't think it's worth giving that any more credence whatsoever. But I just thought, you know, that was one of the rumours that was going around that he could possibly come back, but with his wow, well, his mouth-watering wages per week, there is absolutely no chance he'll take a massive.
0: They're going to say mouth-watering body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Kev. Sorry.
0: Um, do I, you could have... see him, I could
2: see him going to West Ham, though, because they just got rid of Halar, and they've got all these different wages that they, you know, they, they need to center forward, so why not at this
0: point? Danny Ings. Not a chance in hell.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, well, not, I'm not starting that. Well, apart from Dominari Gray, Hamza Chowdhury,
0: have you heard uh, this yes.
1: rumor? Yes, I've heard that.
0: Again, not... Entirely enamoured by this one.
1: No, not me. Um, then,
0: then we get into the unpronounceable territory, I think.
1: Well, I'll leave that one with you then, Kevin.
0: Uh, geez, do you know which one I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Good well, obviously we're clearly talking about 18 year old Northampton town striker Kale Chukwameka.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. and I think someone said, I can't wait to hear um, Dave Merriton say that.
0: Mm. They're just going to call him Chucky, aren't they? Yeah. He's so young, and I, I think it would be such a, a small money deal that it will go into the one of the youth teams, you know. Yeah. Not even the B team, so we won't hear about him for a few years, you know. Uh, just like we are Jankovic, you know, so it's one possible for the future. Um, And also, uh, Wellington Aparecido Martins, yeah. Brazilian defender midfielder. Actually, um, I was reading
1: about this uh, this morning.
0: Mm, currently playing for Atletico Paranaense.
1: It's always exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: um, You can just say, i have fucking out of him and then as soon as say sign him, best signing <laughs> of the season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we do have one in already, though. Uh, young goalkeeper Jack Bycroft. He's come back from a loan spell at Weymouth uh, so, uh, after 14 starts. I uh, Kept two clean sheets in this time with the terrorists in the National League there, but
1: they've um, sent him back because they, they want someone with more experience. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Thank you. Um, right, Tim, me and Kev actually attempted to do a injury report, in which we will, of course, cut out now, and you can do your we own. We failed. We failed awesome miserably. miserably. <laughs> so um, take it away,
2: Tim. All right. So... Uh, wow, what an extensive injury list we have today. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so, first and foremost, let's go with Musa Jenebo. We saw him crying as he left the Liverpool game most recently. Once again, continued hamstring issues that it appears that he's made of glass. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Everybody and left that. Everybody
1: left that game in tears, didn't they?
2: Yeah, it, this <laughs> didn't for one reason or the other. So seeing all that, trying to go without, trying to understand all these injuries without truly having the, you know, the, the wherewithal to know exactly what's going on, you know, he could probably be having circulatory issues at this point. Where if it's consistent issue where there's muscular mm-hmm. development problems, that if you have a consistent issue in an area. Oftentimes, for the ability for you to have an injury is because you could have constricted or restricted blood flow at some point. So, seeing all these these issues, you know, and what I mean by circulatory, it could be just genetic genetic elements too. So, I don't think he's out of fitness in any way. I think there is something anatomically or physiologically. In his, you know, in his genetic makeup that doesn't allow for him to have those injuries. And so we've and we know lots of people who have previous injury uh, who've had significant injury histories as well, that if they were unlucky because it was done by one specific instance or if it was done by their uh, just their own body falling apart on them. So. Uh, I wish him all the best, and I hope they're able to figure out why what's going on. And maybe since he's only 21, you know, in a few years he can he can push past those things, and his body will be able to adapt and recover very well. Uh, Romeo was out for a calf strain, so once again, these are muscular issues, and the majority of these items are muscular issues. I'm going to talk about, but it doesn't appear this was appears to be super serious. I think it, it was more, more a precautionary because we did see him in practice leading up to the game, uh, leading up to the game. They just didn't feel he was fully enough fit and they didn't want to take the risk. When Diallo was waiting the wings, he's right there. And they probably just said, you know what, let's take a game and let's go from there. Yeah. So I expect him to see him come back in, uh, in the next, in, in Lester, either starting or on the, on the bench against Lester. Uh, next up is the man, the myth, the legend Salisu. Once again, uh, there was muscular injuries that have been reported. Uh, I believe that he was taken out of the bench, actually, just because he was planning on starting him against Shrewsbury Town. And they wanted to give some of the some of the youth a few more uh, some some experience by just giving them the bench opportunities. Um, so Seeing him and they're talking about, oh, why don't we get him on the B team? Well, he's better than the B team. We know that. It would actually, it wouldn't be a regression. But if he wants to do that to get his confidence level up, I would be more than happy to do so. Um, so let's just see if those, they, the, none of those things are actually true. That those muscle injuries aren't continual from what it was leading up to, uh, where he's been out for three months, uh, and we're all take that's going to be taken care of. So Vestergaard, uh, his knee injury. So the injury occurred when it uh, was first occurred when he was on international duty playing for Denmark. And so the good thing is, you know, nothing. <laughs> he, he was able to play on it for a few games, and there was consistent fluid that built up in the knee. Uh, that's never a good thing. So what they wanted to do is they probably had some type of small uh, they they had some type of small arrangement where they were able to drain the drain the fluid from the knee and wanted to see the recovery process to see how his knee would be able to adapt and get rid of it. Um, Right now, uh, being able to have that old injury, they just felt that they couldn't push along any further, and so they just took him out, and that was the full game. And he's been out; he'll be out for, four, like I said, four weeks. Uh, that usually type of recovery for the knee injury is about a week, a week and a half, and then you want to build him back up to full fitness, thinking that a month is appro- is appropriate for him. We'll we'll find out uh, as long, but this could be continual or long lingering if there's no continual recover, recovering from it. Uh, Alex McCarthy, out for COVID. There's still a process that gets, gets back into it. So knowing that he's a you know a young and healthy person and also him playing a goalie, it gives me a little more hope that there will be less of an uh, issue when it comes to his recovery process when he comes back into the lineup. Uh, Redman. Hamstring injury. Couldn't find anything too detailed on it though, um, but he'll, they did say a few weeks or so, a few weeks or so for the injury. So he might be back here against Leicester. He might otherwise he'll be back at the, the game after that. Nice. And the last one I want in the last one I wanted to highlight, uh, highlight is Obafemi, uh, and the reason is is we saw he recently tweeted out a picture or Instagrammed a picture of himself where he was in he, he was on the the gurney or the table uh, or the recovery bed af- at the hospital after he had surgery. So seeing that his, he was ready to go to play against Swansea, but because of that injury, he's not, he's not getting loaned out this year or this, uh, this, this semester, uh, this, uh, this half of the season. That this window. Yeah, this window. He won't be loaned out. He's going to be taking whatever cover process recovery process is needed because no person, no team on loan is going to want to, even test that type of thing, regardless of the level of injury, if it requires surgery. So the reason I wanted to talk about that is injuries that require surgery. Um, there's a couple reasons why there would be a surgery that would occur. Uh, number one is that the structure uh, of the injury itself would lead to a uh, the structure of the, of the injury itself uh, would not necessarily heal without uh, a surgery happening, meaning that you need to have the surgery in order to, for it to heal properly or to feel 100%. Now, this for a layman like yourself or anybody else around here where you could have a nagging hamstring injury, for example, um, that you might take the more cautious approach and may we, we not want to actually go into having surgery but for me or for or for obafemi that is it might be better for him just to get the surgery done to be able to get it fixed because it could be minor and that way the recovery process and it would be ultimately able to heal into a 100% comparatively leading to a further nagging injury the other item is that it is a injury that did occur previously that could be nagging so if the injury was happened earlier and then it just got exacerbated even further, at that point in time, uh, they felt that it was necessary to get that uh, to get that surgery. And that's cool. my injury report.
1: Excellent, good work, Tim. Good work.
0: Sorry about that. All right, long Long-winded so, there. Good, <laughs> that's cool. Good use of the word uh, exacerbated. <laughs> How I normally feel after a long weekend. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're going to chat about the West Ham game. We won't go into finer detail with this one because, well, A, Kevin didn't see this. And B, who wants to rehash that dreadful night? Uh, Suffice to say, it was a dull 0-0 scoreline with Ralph self-isolating. Apparently his wife tested positive, but it was a false positive. So, Tim, we'll go through this quickly and we'll, we'll, we'll get it out of the way. And Kevin, you're off the hook for this one. You'll thank me for it. Trust me. Uh, The 11 that we selected, McCarthy, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Bednarik, Bertrand, Walcott, uh, Ward-Prowse, Romeo, Gineppo, Ings, and Long. A bench of Forster, Oberfemi, Vokins, Smallbone, Long, Armstrong, Salisu, Valerie, and Diallo. So we welcome back Danny, somewhat surprisingly here. Romeo came back after his Boxing Day suspension. Uh, Gineppo stepped back in. You could say that we struggled massively in this game to create chances, but... Ings did have the ball in the net and it was rightly ruled offside. But, uh, you know, chances were at a premium. But on the whole, we actually defended fairly well. Um, There was an occasion when we didn't. um, When we left Suchek free at the back post from a free kick. And the best chance of the game came at the end, actually, from Ben Rama, didn't it? But other than that, not really much to talk about.
2: NBC Sports has great uh, Premier League highlights recap videos that are kind of extended highlights for the C- four of it for the games. There was 13 minutes of it, and it was 13 minutes too much for actually watching this. They just, this was a super boring game. There wasn't a whole lot going on outside of uh, Ings's really good attack there in like the fifth or sixth, you know, sixth minute. Uh, that like that real step over touch where he he schooled. Uh, uh, Craig Dawson just absolutely worked around him. Beyond that, I didn't must, I didn't find anything much of it <laughs> just entertaining at all. It was really dull. But um, you know, I think Ings had a terrible game even that uh, even that time, except for even for that play. The only person I think that actually played well were you know Stevens and Bednarik.
1: Yeah, I mean we'll try and take some of the positives like we did with the Fulham one, I guess. Um, it's a point, uh, and it's another clean sheet. Um, And I suppose you could say Ings was back. And, you know, just that close City loss in the month of December with with nine points picked up. So, you know, not all that bad. You know, you take the point. But for me, it was it was another disappointment. You know, both these games were we were were expecting max points, weren't we? Let's say Fulham and and, and West Ham. But we had to suffer the whole, you know, 90 minutes of lackluster performance. Ralph was away, and Kev, I thought Claude Puel had returned to the sidelines with Ralph away. To be honest, it was just, <laughs> uh, just, just like watching a Claude Puel team, it was just there was nothing, there was no creativity, no no chances really. It was just really really poor. And you you know, I think I would have rather have been on a beach, Kev.
0: Yeah, I mean, I must say um, <clears throat> when we when I finally came round to uh, talking about this this podcast here. I completely forgot that, that West Ham match ever happened. I mean, I remember the, That's not a the Fulham bad thing. one and the Liverpool <laughs> one. Um well, it seems like most of the players did as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I say I let you off the hook, but yeah, you you got yourself off the hook for there. You definitely picked the right time. Um just go for some stats with you. Uh dominated possession 62%, we had eight shots each, three on target each. So all fairly equal. You have to go deeper into the stats to separate the teams. But, you know, we had more touches, passes, corners. um, um, But they had double the amount of clearances. Lots of possession, nothing to show for it. No creativity at times. Um, It's these sorts of games that we hoped to be turning around, do not we? Because these are the ones that we don't normally do well in. And do we have that player that can take a chance in a close game and make the difference? I I don't think we do. We We didn't, did we? But on the flip side to this, that, you know, these are the sort of games in recently that, that we lost. And, you know, without that linchpin Vestergaard and Steven stepped in and, and we should have had a little bit more faith because I think Stevens has playing, been playing quite well. And we know in these tight, scrappy games, we're still going to be tough to beat. Uh, Man, Man City had a tough time against us, didn't they? They only, you know, beat us by the one goal and we made it difficult for them. And, you know, look what they can do to teams. Um, we, we were kind of fortunate to take all three points against Brighton, but we still, you know, those sort of games we we just have to we just have to find that one person that can turn it around and and turn one point into three
2: so the thing about us so far is that we are the the we're the team with the most goals compared to what their xg is saying so we are actually one of the most if not the most clinical team in the premier league right now so to me is that for while we're actually not making the best of chances we're finishing the best chances we can and you can thank ward Prowse and a few of the danny ing's goals for it which Mm -hmm. are fantastic but continuing through that and you're saying oh we got the point you're playing to the teams around you. So West Ham, at same number of games played, is at 26 points, where we're at 29. So in theory, if you think about it, okay, well we took a, we took a point against a team that is right in our mid tier, you know middle you know middle of the pack. Uh, that's fine. It's I'm more comfortable with taking a, a tie, even if it's a 0-0 dull game against West Ham, than I was against Fulham. So seeing both of these two back and forth. I understand it's OK. But when it was coming from the fourth game in a row in which we have scored, wow, I mean, we scored one against Arsenal, scored uh, nothing against uh, Manchester City, nothing against Fulham and then nothing against West Ham. That was also what scared me the most out of it is that they had it was one goal in four games and we just didn't do enough there to to make anything really happen. And I get tying, you know, if we tied 1-1 against West Ham, but, you know, the other games are just, you know, that stroke of four games in a row at that time was not not looking the best for us when we were sitting pretty with a lot of previous great results in the past prior to the Arsenal game.
1: But, I mean, what I'm trying to say out of that is that we did, those sort of games last year we would have lost, or even the season before that. I mean, there was a game last year when we, we dominated possession against Newcastle. actually Kev, i think we went to that game and look what happened Mm. they went and had one shot on target and went and scored from it those sort of games we were losing but now we are we are difficult to beat
2: i think you're thinking like probably fall 2019 i'm still i'm sitting on uh you know spring of 2020 pre and then just post lockout games because we've been we were a different team in 2020 than we were Mm. in 2019 and to me you know we need to Show teeth against these teams. You know when we had a zero draw, a dull draw against Fulham. You know that stinks. You know we need to be doing better than that. You know Arsenal went down. Uh, a player. You know we had thirty minutes. We need to get one goal from when they're down uh, or with a red card for thirty minutes. So seeing all this adding up, you know I was fearing that we were reverting back to the mean. Meaning that we were playing we were punching above our weight previously, and then these four games in a row were knocking us on our tail, keeping us where we're actually supposed to supposed to be at. So that you know we were thinking, Oh, we can push for Europa, we can push high levels. You know, to me this knockback down said, We're we're gonna finish ninth. <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen. And I understand that.
1: Yeah. Here comes the Ralph Express.
2: Here comes the Ralph Express. <laughs> Uh, it'll be like a, maybe a month more. That's of uh, like three or four more podcasts. That's all we'll have with the, uh,
0: with Aww, this in the background. That's a shame. Oh, i going to miss it. i going to miss it. I'll have to open my window. You can listen to the Belarusian railway instead.
1: <laughs> Man of the match for you, Tim, in West Ham. Oh God. Uh, I'm going to go with Stevens
2: because he stepped in and he had a plug, he had a plug and play for the level of being out with Vestergaard. And that's two clean sheets in a row with him in the lineup. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take Stevens in that. And but the Stevens-Bednery combo that, you know, while it was 0-0, uh, you know, that's two 0-0 games in a row. That means two clean sheets in a row. So I think we talked about in our, uh, would you rather, would you rather have a 4-4 or a 0-0 game? I said, I'll take a 0-0 game any day in a row. And, that's attributing to our centre back play right there.
1: Nice. Okay, I'm going to go Macca because of that point blank save at the end. That's it, you know. Um, but Jack Stevens did show up well in statistics: um, most touches, most passes attempted and completed, and most carries. But I'll still give it to McCarthy for that for that save. Without that, we would have lost. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about more positive things now and go into the Liverpool game then from Monday the fourth. Uh, going in off the back of that disappointing draw to Fulham and West Ham. Unable to find the net since the middle of December against Arsenal and going up against the defending champions without the spine of our team, including McCarthy. Um, tested positive, of course. Uh, our record against Liverpool, surprisingly, <laughs> is, uh, is not great. Uh, winless in eight games against them and lost the last six. Uh, all looking very grim with our lack of goals. And But, you know, Ralph was able to return back to where he belongs and he gave us something very memorable indeed. A fantastic, almost unbelievable 1-0 victory. Goal very early on from Danny Ings. Um, and what a goal it was too. Um, the 11 then of Forster, Bednarek, Bertrand, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Armstrong, Diallo, Gennepo, Ward-Prowse, Walcott, and Ings. So Forster making his first appearance in St. Mary's since December 2017 and first overall since May 2019. Vestergaard still out, um, as is Redmond. Armstrong comes back in to replace Adams and Walcott takes his place up top with Ings. Diallo comes in for Romeo Out of the bench of Harry Lewis, Smallbone, Vokings, Ramsey, Long, Teller and Lundaloo, Keg's Chalker. Ralph said pre-match that Shea and Romeo had slight issues. We all know what, what it was now. Uh Rameu was close, but felt it was good to leave him out for this one. Taking all those injuries into account, this was the eleven we had. It was right, okay, there was no surprises, and there was no, but there was also no depth Kev. yes, I mean this that's a
0: very young bench, isn't it? Yes, it is, except for long.
1: yeah, takes the average out <laughs> yeah. of it,
0: doesn't But yeah well I mean you need uh, someone to look after all those kids don't
1: there's
0: <laughs> a little crash on the bench <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, long in a clown costume. <laughs> right, Tighten up, party balloons. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of getting desperate. You think an injury or two more, and oh, Jesus, yeah, one or two of those uh, youth players
1: be able to impress. But yeah, we're looking a little bit weak. Yeah, um, do we want to discuss their their issues? their woes because they were using two midfielders at their center half yes of course i mean that's a that's a part
2: of the game too so they lined up with henderson and uh, not tiago fabinho Fabinho as center backs so they're they're hurting themselves whether it be reese williams or oh man i can't think of the other guys who they're they're you know they have Matip is injured they've got van dyke van dyke well yeah he's been out for so Mm. long now that I've forgotten that he exists and probably it's probably a good thing too. Mm. Um, But just seeing all that they're they have some center back issues, which they better sign somebody at least on loan for this six month period. But yeah, well, fuck (laughs) them. Fuck them. No, they ain't going anywhere near him unless he's out for the next four months in which then you could pay his wages and then he'll return back to us. That'd be great. Mm,
1: If only. (laughs) Um, Kevin, it didn't take long to get going, did it? It was a perfect start inside two minutes, and we get the get the winner. What can you say Bruh, about that
0: goal? I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, oh, it's, it's a, a silly little flower, flat flower, silly little f- on Stuart Armstrong from Thiago leads to a rather dangerous James Walker's free kick. Um, why do they keep giving away fouls in in those kind of positions? Are they fucking stupid or what?
1: And a nice, little, um, a nice high line that Liverpool were playing as well, defending that. Trent Alexander-Arnold sucked that
2: entire game, <laughs> obviously for the game, but he 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 whiffed on that ball. I don't know what he did. He must have been playing, have been playing hungover or something like that. You gotta check it, you know, check his BAC during that game. And he, he <laughs> they took him out because he was playing so shitty. It was that bad. You know, you don't, you don't normally take out your right back for just about any reason outside of an injury. They realised he was so bad, they had to put Milner in out of position.
0: Mm. That was <laughs> hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but and yeah, that's not to take away from the free kick itself. Um, it's a really fucking smart move.
1: He's a crafty
0: little fucker, isn't he, Browsy? He is, yeah. Um, and
1: and and Innings' is run, the timing of the run.
0: I mean, it, 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 they, they must have known what they're doing. Rather than send it into the um, near or far post and for, for a run-in, he'd... Um, lets it bounce like you know just on the edge of the in the inside of the area um and Ings, i mean i don't i don't know what kind of i mean acrobatics and what mathematical calculations he has to do to do that but to be able to to hook it from that angle over the keeper without uh, looking right corner yeah Uh, um
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, made him look like a fool. And
0: does he take it on his left as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's just something else. Sorcery, yeah. Uh, Ings' 50th goal in the league as well, and the earliest one that he's ever scored. Officially timed at 1 minute 51. Uh, As you can imagine, Tim, Liverpool right back at us. All the possession. All we had to do was just keep composure in shape for 88 minutes.
2: Not a problem at all against the <laughs> you know, former champions of... Uh like I said of England and then obviously of Europe a year prior to that so it's not 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 something we couldn't handle though because we knew that we did it against Man City the previous year so looking into it if there you know if we were saying oh no we're gonna get beat we're gonna get beat I thought I kept saying to myself we just did we you know we're gonna have a 1-0 you know we're gonna sit back and we're gonna draw eight against it and then we're gonna high press you know we're gonna press as soon as we quick, quick quickly can and go from there and we could do it. So I didn't I didn't lose faith. I was a little scared obviously because it's Liverpool and they're going to keep coming back, but then I kept seeing Trent Alexander-Arnold suck so bad that I <laughs> recognized that it was going to be a great, you know, like we're, we're we could do this. Like we could do this. Like if he's playing this bad, they could have it's it's an off game for them. And so combined, you know, this little worldy type hit where things that I haven't seen him use his left foot like that, except for that often Villa goal where he had a short side, uh, a short side stunner right in front of, uh, on the short. Uh, it was like a quick, it was a quick left turn. I forget exactly when it was probably like in 2019 or something like that uh, against them, but we could do it. Like I believed in them that they, we knew how to be able to beat, beat them down. And, I'm really happy with obviously how everything turned out.
1: Just just a little bit of breaking news as well. Have you seen the Crawley and Leeds score? Uh, no, because I switched to the, the other game. <laughs> you wanna, might want to switch back because Crawley are 3 0 up. you got to be shitting. You're me. fucking No, 3 0. I left it at 50 minutes. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wow. I didn't they have it
0: on in the background. They scored on the, the
1: 50th but... minute, Kev, and the 53rd minute and the 70th.
0: But it's literally the second I switched
1: <laughs> off. Yeah, 3 0. Amazing. As we saw Kev Geneppe come off for Teller and, you know, with that hamstring injury. But Kev, it must be difficult to play our usual game against a team like Liverpool, because you know, our style of pressing with the talent that Liverpool have, you're always going to have to work incredibly hard knowing that they you know they're going to see the majority of the ball. especially when, when they're chasing the game so early on. But press we did. Uh, and perhaps we should have taken the lead. Or we should have doubled the lead when Teller found a little flick from Ings, a little header. Um, and every time I see that chance, it just seems to get worse because, oh, God, man, he should be hitting the target there at least. What, what a chance that was.
0: Yeah, uh, that's disappointing. That that would have been his star moment, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, there, there was like one or two other opportunities before we finally switched to just game management and uh, trying to defend that lead. But um, yeah, they, they only managed one shot on target. I know. The whole match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was like that tiny Mane effort that straightened into Forza's arms.
1: Yeah. So, they had, yeah, an, we, off we they had an off game. Perfectly. They did have an off game, but we still had to do our job, didn't we? And so like like Liverpool had sort of like half chance. You know, Salah had a header. Mane had a shot uh, blocked by Stevens, brilliantly, by the way. Um, yeah. n- nobody Almost. does those sliding blocks better than Stevens. I'm convinced, you know, he comes up with them more frequently than. Ball, any other than as we well. have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, then, Liverpool fans angry over the Mane penalty claim. Tim, do they have a point? No. Good. I'm, tri- glad <laughs> you said that. I'm so no. glad you said that.
2: <laughs> no. So the, the, I'll split it up into two different areas. One is the shoulder, shoulder-to-shoulder contact, so that's a no. The second was there, you would see that there might be the leg-on-leg tap, but if you looked closer enough and you saw enough replays and you saw enough people showing that the guy literally tripped himself. So he hit himself into it. I think what
1: Liverpool fans are saying is that if you look at it in slow motion, it doesn't do it justice. If you look at it in real time, they're saying that it did look like it was a trip. I'm not with them.
2: I understand. I understand that it does kind of look like a trip because in the end, he tripped himself. (laughs) He did.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad I'm with you on this one. Uh, Kev, penalty for you? No. Good man. You can talk all you like about Liverpool. You know, on the road recently, not firing, et cetera, et cetera. But we do need credit for stifling them because, as Kev alluded to, it took Liverpool to the 75th minute to register their first shot on target. Yeah, you heard that right. 75 minutes. Um, their longest wait for an attempt on target in the league since December 2015. So even in their recent away games, they've created more chances and and, and they've worked. The, well, they've worked the keeper, but not against us. It was a defensive masterclass, even though... We didn't have a lot all well, you know, Forster didn't have a lot to do. Um Kev Valerie almost had a goal. Oh yes. Jack brilliant. Stevens brings the ball out from the back. Waiting oh, for a run. Yeah. Valerie made it. It was yeah, that was exciting, wasn't it? I was out of my seat for that.
0: I mean, just uh, the composure just to pick up that ball and um Valerie to make that run. Uh nutmegs, Alison. Um yeah. Beautifully, But there's just not enough weight on the ball and um, Henderson beats him to the line on it. So, um, yeah, just the 1-0. Yeah, I mean, Hendo, when, when he needs to, he
1: can work quite well as a, a centre-back. Um, yeah, and that was about it really, wasn't it? It was. Just had to hang in, didn't we? And, um, you know, our first league win against Liverpool in five years and it felt amazing. It really did. Three clean sheets in a row for the first time since October 2016. Um, And Ralph's reaction at full time. We've discussed this in the news. It just says it all relief. You know, his plan had worked. Can you just imagine what his halftime team talk was about after knowing what's going to come, knowing that the inevitable attack is going to you're just going to have to just sit back and. And, you know, pucker up and get on with it. But just just a great job. Just amazing. And just think, though, if we'd have managed those maximum points against Fulham and West Ham and how close we would be up to the top of the table by now with that, it would just would be we so... we not be up then. Well, I mean, we're sixth now, aren't we? 29 points. Do you know, Liverpool have only won one more game than us. Stats, 33% per session. Okay, you expect that. Uh, two out of seven shots on target. For Liverpool, was one of 17. That's That's a 6% shot accuracy. That's crap. Um, so how are they so prolific? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Jack fucking Stevens once again with the most touches. Kyle Walker Peters and Diallo very effective in pressing stats. Diallo had an excellent game, I thought. Actually marshalling that midfield. Nice performance from uh, from Diallo. Tim, um, is there anything else you want to add to this game?
2: Man, I just just love seeing Trent Alexander Arnold sucking <laughs> ass the entire game. I mean, it was for such a significant, high level world. You know, world star player. He had a terrible game, absolutely terrible game. That's enough for me shitting on him. Uh, going <laughs> through that though, uh, Valerie actually looked kind of good on the wing. That was the other thing because we knew that he was all about going forward. He'd be, you know, a very good wing back. You know, in our in our role in our area, you know, I could see him. Having that bit in what when they brought him on is that he did play that right attacking midfielder role, but with a heavier defensive presence there. So to me, I can see that as a tactical approach as well. That if we are getting later in the you know later in the game uh, and we are up one zero and we need to hold you want somebody who can run and still make those runs as Valerie did uh, he knew the space and was able to get going forward but also somebody who's going to have a better defensive approach than sure as hell Gineppo, but even potentially somebody like Redmond or Armstrong who are there if they're yeah. tired you can get them in there and you can have just that extra step backwards but not in not afraid to get forward in any way. So seeing all those aspects, I like that a lot. Uh, I also liked that Stevens has continually slotted in left and, you know, left and right with, uh, with Ben Eric and they've just been a rock star. I'm super happy for Fraser to be able to get back into a game. And his first game back is he, he, yeah, well, he's welcome Liver- back. you got
1: to play Liverpool.
2: <laughs> and, but the last time that, we beat liverpool in the in, in the league he was starting in goal so that was just seeing all of that you know combined with jennepo jeppa looks so damn good too he he was able to he he was so good because he was exposing alexander arnold <laughs> so much you <laughs> the poor man alone you got, you got <laughs> a vendetta over you <laughs> sorry I, you no, got to sure. shit on somebody at least one no nah. but i don't know continual efforts from the rest of the team all throughout, it's yellow slotted in well. Walker Peters getting forward. I mean, I'm just very, I'm very happy with how things turned out, and overall, um, very, very, very happy. And even Abby was yelling and screaming, and saying, "What? We're beating Liverpool! Yeah, no, that that's really cool too to feel Excellent. that I've got her into it as well."
1: Good man, uh, Kevin. Anything you want to add? Um, fucking well done, lads. <laughs> Fuck club. <look>. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back, Kevin. Welcome back. Um, did you know we are now the only team in Premier League history to beat all seven winners of the competition yeah. in, in the season following their title win. So, love that stat. Incredible. Uh, and also, guys, that, Yeah. Also, uh, 100% record in 2021. Magic. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see that end quite soon. Um, <laughs> uh, man of the match, then. I'm going us. to
0: give it to Ingzy uh, on his 50th goal. Uh, very important goal against his former club. Um, I mean, a little bit of a muted celebration, but um, he did look very, very happy to be back and um, scoring. Uh, There there are other candidates, obviously, yeah, holding a 1-0 lead against Liverpool for uh, 90-plus minutes. The defenders deserve some plaudits. Fraser, of course, had fuck all to do. Um, Well, he he had to
1: put a leg out when Salah was on, but that ended up being out of side, didn't it? But, he didn't know that. Yeah, it was,
0: it was cool. beautiful though.
2: It was absolutely beautiful. Very good. I yeah. mean, guys, he's six seven, and he just wings it with his right foot and gets enough of a, t- a hell of a touch too on it. He didn't know what was going on. If
1: I, I had done that, I would have pulled my groin for sure.
0: Yeah. So I would have too. I, I would have pulled your groin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know mean Foster's still got it, clearly. But um, yeah, I think probably we'll had to go with, with any of the back four. But yeah, I'm still going to give it to Ings. It's got a sneaky feeling that
1: you're not both, going to I, I'm not. No, I'm I'm going to... Oh well, I think there's a case for Diallo as well. Um, oh. And um, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. But I think I'll go with KWP. Just being tasked with dealing with Mane is something that every defender in the world would find a struggle, except Kyle Walker-Peters, because he did a number on him. What player, what signing sign in as well. You know, but best he was the best at pressing, most interceptions, best pass and completion, three successful dribbles too, which led the team. Um but Di- d'iallo was an ace too. I thought he was great. Um it looks you know, he needs more time. But I'm gonna give it to um uh, Kyle Walker Peters. Excellent, excellent.
2: All right, so I've got two. There's the you know, the skill and the success. And then there's the sentimental, because Walker Peters, he played absolutely fantastic. His progressive passing, he has got sprayed balls again from Stevens like he did from Vestergaard. He didn't stop. He put money in his pocket so many times. Oh, it was just a wonderful game. I love seeing it. And, you know, in terms of a straight swap for players, i I'm happy to hear PEH is doing well. I didn't really like how he left, but um, more power to him. But what they did is they put people in places in, in that Gave him the opportunity to succeed, and he succeeded here super well. That, you know, he's just ranking up on the depth chart of right backs in England, which is a very hard thing to do because of all the success of them. And so, continually left and right, he's been successful. He's been consistent. I love the guy. Props to him. Sentimental choice is obviously going to be Fraser here. Uh, hasn't been widely documented, but there's a lot, obviously it's seen that there's been some. Mental health items when it comes to Fraser had a you know had sort of a breakdown went back to Celtic we're definitely regained his confidence and then want in whatever re- his reason was for staying here I'm happy that he is back here he's comfortable in his role and has hasn't said anything or done anything wrong he wants to play got his chance against the biggest team in, in England took it had his you know and blank sheeted them and said screw you we're I you know no goals let in regardless if there is one shot he played well commanded the box and he's just a mean son of a bitch. he looks he looks mean when he plays and I love it and more power to him and wish him and wish him all the best and continued success whether it be with us on the bench or any other opportunities uh, if McCarthy is out or and or wherever he goes next
1: it is just can't wait to get on. Leicester City's King Powell Stadium. Okay, then, chaps. Uh, we head out to the King Power next week, Saturday, the 16th of January, um, and a late one, 8 pm kickoff live on BT Sport, where we face Leicester City. Um, but before we get there, let's get the important stuff out of the way first. Um, played for both. I've got three names here. Who's played for both?
2: I have no clue. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, some positions. Uh, we got a goalkeeper, an American goalkeeper. Casey Keller. Casey, oh, Kells, Casey oh. Keller. Well done. Um, the other one i got is Matt Oakley, a massive one. Um, and, of course, Dean Hammond. Oh, Matt Oakley. Yeah. And Dean Hammond. Dean Hammond, yeah. Uh, famous fans. I've got three here. Name one of them. Gary Yeah, he is one of mine. He's the top of oh, my the list. The entire band Kasabian. <laughs> They're also on my list. I've got anyone from Kasabian. And I've got one more. The entire country of Thailand. <laughs> That's a good point. Pretty much. King of Thailand. Yeah. Um, No, the other one I got is obviously Mark Selby. Oh, yeah. The jester from Leicester. Um, Right. uh, Back to the match then. Uh, Quite a big one, this, I think. The current table suggests that we are rivals for a Champions League place. Uh, Three points clear with a superior goal difference of three for Leicester. Um, They've won more than us, but they've also lost more than us too. So um, they are undefeated since December the 16th, that home loss to Everton. Since then, big win at Spurs, back-to-back draws with United and Palace, followed by a 2-1 win at Newcastle. Uh, Jamie Vardy banging them in, as usual, Uh, 11 in the league so far. Harvey Barnes emerging as a real talent and a threat. James Madison improving still. um, Got lots of weapons, and they look really, really strong in that defensive midfield position too. Um, Surprisingly, we have a decent record at the King Power. Last two meetings, we come out 2-1 victors both of them um and before that it was a goalless draw so but they have our number at st mary's as everyone is well aware um and intriguing match this one um i, I just want us at our best because you know if that happens we can be a match for them um but undoubtedly there'll be favorites for sure um guys what kevin i'll start with you what do you think what do you think of leicester um
0: yeah i mean they've been surprisingly good this season
1: um haven't they made the
0: really good start to the season and they've had a little bit of a dip but um, they're right back up in those Champions League places now and I, I'm amazed every season that Jamie Vardy can just keep banging them in for fun
1: his pace as well doesn't seem to be stopping does it yeah he
0: doesn't get old does he just um, yeah so he's, he's definitely definitely that's <laughs> right and, yeah, they've got those youngsters that you mentioned, Ty Barnes, Madison. Um, Brendan Rodgers seems to be doing a very good job there. They're a very um, settled side, aren't they? Definitely, definitely. But the one thing that I fear the most is the number of
1: times that they're going to mention one particular match. Do, do you know what? Uh, I, I've got a challenge for both of you chaps. Like, I was going to take yeah. an over-under on how many times they mentioned the 9-0. So I will give you... Four. During like, the
2: during during the game, during or the whole is it gonna
1: be... during the whole um production coverage. Yeah, during the Full whole coverage. Game, I'm gonna give you four. Who's taking it? Who's so this, taking is on, this is on this is on BT Sports, so it's probably gonna be Steve McManaman and Michael Owen as the cullen commentators. So I'm gonna give you four. You go over or under. Over. Is
2: it gonna is it gonna be mentioning the match or the scoreline? Are we just gonna go for the scoreline?
1: Both. Line? I think both because sometimes. What we're even gonna,
0: alluding to it after yeah, yeah, that sure, match? Yeah. Then it's what, what then I'm gonna now, take. Four.
1: What they do then I'm is they five. say... Five, okay. They say, oh, five. we're not allowed to mention that much. So that, so I'll that counts. Over.
2: I'll take over. I'll you know take, take over. over. All
1: right, so if I was to say, I'll give you five, are you going to go over or under?
2: Oh, no, I I would take under
0: just for the... Well, I was going to push at four, so <laughs> yeah, I would I'm probably... I'm going to go beyond I that. I reckon um, nine, <laughs> like more than five at least. So six or more. Um, so you're both going do over I, four? Do I, win. I, would yeah. take, I would take five
2: Is my... Okay. Is my number
1: okay? I'm going to say four predictions. Then I'm going to start you start you off. Uh, I'm going to go nine 0 Saints. Now I'm going to go two one Leicester.
0: Oh right, I've written down is like the same thing. Fuck it, I'm going to say the same two one Leicester. I'll take
2: one one, and Vardy is going to play some ridiculous ball. Or, you know, tap it in out of his three touches in ninety minutes. He'll he'll tap it in off of a beautiful <laughs> cross from Madison or somebody like that, and then. I don't think it'll be English score. It'll be probably something like an Armstrong deflected pass in or pass Ky- or Kyle shot. Kyle
1: walker in. peters is a mazy run from the right back position uh, as a Maradona. Nah,
2: I don't think he'll do that. But <laughs> So you on go. They'll have like 60-40 possession. They'll have twice as many shots. And we'll finish 1-1. I'll
1: take it. I'll take that draw. Um. Okay, right. I'm just going to go to Y4s then because... Uh, predictions for the Leicester game and then we'll go into the uh the scores from last time. Uh Gemma is going for a two-one win to Saints.
0: Marina's also going for a two-one Saints win.
1: Wow, okay. Two one Saints win. Brilliant. Uh and mm-hmm. Abby is going for 2-0 Saints win. So our wives are going for Saints to win. Me and you Kev are going for a Leicester win. And Tim's going for a draw. Uh scores from last week then. We didn't do a show for the West Ham one. So we didn't produce our Liverpool predictions, but I was going to go for a 1-0 Saints win. So was that. (laughs) Okay. No, uh, but results from West Ham, Gemma actually went 0-0 with West Ham, um, and she got it spot on. Uh, Yeah, uh, Marina went 2-0 Saints, and Abby went 1-0 Saints. So, Gemma was spot on, leaving the scores. Gemma now in the lead on 11, Marina on 9, and Abby on 4. Yes, and um, that's about it for this week from Tim.
2: Thank you so much, guys. It's good to be back, and I hope you're all well-rested and ready for some more games in the near future. Hopefully. I'm really hoping they're actually able to reschedule the Shrewsbury Town game. I do want to see some of the rotation in youth play. Uh, I think it'd be great for Foster to get another game in. Forster, uh, I want Sol- I want Salisu to start. I want to see him play, and I want to see a couple other youth team players out there. I want Vokan to get a chance at left back, and yeah. I just want to- there's a few others too that I'm really desperate to get a full 90 minutes in.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that. Too. Thanks again, mate, and we'll speak to you next week. As always, thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Have a good one, Tim. That Hi, I'm Matt Atissier.
0: Thank you for listening to In That Number.
1: Okay, welcome back to Extra Time. We start, as usual, with the predictions. Uh, Kev, we all went 1-1 with West Ham, did you know? All three of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, two points to all of us. So, that leaves the scores. Me on 28, Tim on 19, and you on 10. You've gone to double digits. D- dig wow. Double digits. Diggity-diggity-diggity. Dig <laughs> diggity diggity Uh Super Six, uh, three rounds to catch up on. Round 24 was won by Tom Hennigan with 17 points. Round 25 was a three-way tie with Freddie from the Ugly Inside, uh, Yasmin Wiseman and Russ Sayers on 17. Uh, Round 26 was yesterday, and we had Andrew Knight on 14 points. Now, overall, we have a tie at the top. Tom Hennigan and Freddie from the Ugly Inside on 218 points. Uh, Kev, no fantasy football this week, um, because obviously it's third-round week, but um, we could take the time to catch up on... I think these? it's worth a little
0: update. I just want to uh, give the uh, Manager of the Month award for December to our very own Tim Bysantz, uh, oh. who goes. Mm. picked up 399 points in December. Is that right? Fuck it out. It's a good month, Tim. Yeah, yeah well done. Um, yeah, he's right up there now. Uh, both him, Freddie, and... Uh, Matt Markstone they've all got over a thousand points
1: well done I don't want
0: to talk about my team
1: no I don't want to talk about my team although I will say one thing Kev I used my triple captain on Kane Um, Spurs were at home to Fulham and the game was postponed and I lost my triple captain because of it
0: oh right when was that that was week 16 was it
1: yeah yeah I I purposely picked that one out and I thought that's when I'm going to use my triple captain if Kane's healthy Spurs are at home to Fulham he's going to have a field day and they bloody postponed it and I've used my triple captain and I can't get it back
0: doesn't it get um, carried over to your vice captain
1: I don't know does it
0: Yeah. who was Calvert-Lewin who also didn't play (laughs) oh dear but to be honest I used my triple captain on Kane uh, on a day where he didn't score anything Okay. So, you know, I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of 50 50, a bit of a crap shoot, isn't it? Mm. But um, uh, very crap in my case. Uh, but yeah, th- th- that last game week, um, I had a surprisingly uh, good round. I had Son Captain, uh, and he bagged me 24 points, so 26 points. So uh, that um, left me with a very respectable 66. But now. I've got 71, um, Ken. Wow. Mm. Uh, also, you put Kane captain. Yeah, that worked out nicely. Mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandez, James Madison. But I mean, the next game week, fuck me, very difficult. I've had to use one of my chips, my wild card, because there's just so many can There's only what six matches next game week, and yeah. then there's a huge double game week the week after. So definitely going to prepare for that one.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, good. uh Advice. Cheers. Sorry, I'm, I'm just here to help a friend. Okay. Um, uh, Russian phrase this week? Okay. Slözy radosti. Slozi radosti. Slozi. Slozi radosti. radosti. And that means? Mm-hmm. Tears of joy. Tears of joy. That's great. Um, next week, we shall be reviewing our trip to Leicester and previewing our game at Ellen Road, where we take on Leeds. Uh, very much looking forward to that one. There's. um. That one's got, like, I don't know, a 4-4 four, four written all over it, I think. It's going to be a... Yeah. It's going to be a, I mean, a banger. Yeah. Uh, we also have a special guest, the return of everyone's favourite, Greg Kaplan, um, to have a chat about the Leicester game. And some light relief from all the crap that is plaguing the world right now. So, you know, stay tuned for that. It will be a gem, I promise. But until then, Franny, what do you have to say? Up the Saints. It's up the Saints from me.
0: And it's up the Saints from him. Fired. Sports Social Podcast Network.